0: Previously on the Saga
1: of Hans,
0: Hans in luck. So basically there's this lad Hans, he's returning home after like apprenticing somewhere and he gets given something as big as his head or something. And I I can't remember, he trades it for something else, trades it for something else. There's a pig in a wheelbarrow. Some guy sings a goose song. I think he ends up throwing a millstone in the pond and he goes home empty handed to his mum. Clever Hans. So clever Hans, that obviously is more recent in my memory. He's uh, ironically not very clever. He wants to um, marry this girl called Gretel, uh, and she he just doesn't give her anything. She, he gives him loads of stuff, but hes he hasn't quite got it figured out, and he ends up tying her up and throwing some, like, uh, horse feed in her face or something like that. Eyes. <laughs> oh, eyes, that's it.
1: <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a brother's grim tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading, hands married. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a
0: Grim Reading.
1: There was once upon a time a young peasant named Hans Whose uncle wanted to find him a rich wife He therefore seated Hans behind the stove and had it made very hot Then he fetched a pot of milk and plenty of white bread Gave him a bright newly coined farthing in his hand and said Hans, hold that farthing fast Crumple the white bread into the milk and stay where you are And do not stir from that spot till I come back Yes, said Hans, I will do that (laughs) <laughs> yeah of
0: course the old uh, the old uh, hide behind the stove make it really hot give him white bread and milk and classic. hold a in his hand that is a classic move to get yourself a, a rich wife classic. oh this uncle knows know. what he's yeah, doing he, this man knows yeah he's got it
1: he's got it all sewn up <laughs>
0: that's how you do it that's <laughs> right
1: so you 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 know you seem to know what's going on as well, <laughs> well i don't I'm need a man to the world. Don't,
0: you don't need to explain why he's got a young boy to crouch behind a stove <laughs> and make it really hot and give him white sure. bread and milk and hold a farthing in his hand <laughs> i was waiting for a what <laughs> what's going on but no you're at, on it at this point yeah you just <laughs> go with the flow
1: okay cool so he said yeah hans sit yourself there do all that and don't move till i come back move, hans yeah. is like yeah sure then the wooer put on a pair of old patched trousers and went to a rich peasant's daughter in the next village and said won't you marry my nephew hans you will get an honest and sensible man who'll suit you what he's gone he's gone to woo four hands okay rich peasant (laughs) yeah rich (laughs) peasant yeah you heard
0: uh, what? What, what is Stuck a rich most. two words together <laughs> <laughs> Rich peasant
1: And what has he got patched trousers on? Brilliant Yeah. The covetous father asked This is the father of the daughter How is it with regards to his means? Has he bread to break? Dear friend, replied the wooer My young nephew is a snug berth A nice bit of money in hand And plenty of bread to break Besides he has quite as many patches as I have And as he spoke He slapped the patches on his trousers, but in that district, small pieces of land were called patches also. (laughs) This is, this is mental. If you'll give yourself the trouble to go home with me, you shall see at once that all is as offset. (laughs) Has he found some loophole or something? What is going on here? Just wait. Then the miser did not want to lose this good opportunity and said, if that is the case, I have nothing further to say against the marriage. So the wedding was celebrated on the appointed day. It's as easy as that. And when the young wife went out of doors to see the bridegroom's property, Hans took off his Sunday coat and put on his patched smock and said, I uh, might spoil my good coat. Then together they went out. And wherever a boundary line came in sight, or fields and meadows were divided from each other, Hans pointed with his finger and then slapped either a large or a small patch on his smock, and said, That patch is mine, and that too, my dearest. Just look at it. Meaning that his wife should not stare at the broad land, (laughs) but look at his garment, which was his own. What insanity is this? Were you indeed at the wedding? Yes, indeed, I was there, and in full dress. My headdress was of snow, and then the sun came out and it was melted. My coat was of cobwebs and I had to pass by some thorns which tore it off me. My shoes were of glass and I pushed against the stone and they said clink and broke in two. The end. into that story so confident you're like I see what's going yeah, yeah, on yeah. here <laughs>
0: what uh, you started on that bit at the end and I was like wait wait, wait but, he, but what but uh, what <laughs> okay it's got worse and worse yeah. Yeah. that was mental <laughs>
1: um yes I think never has that been more appropriate <laughs>
0: Um, uh, review. What on earth was that? <laughs> what
1: did you just read me, <laughs> Hans? Married? Yes, we, we know that much. That was, yeah, that was a weird one,
0: eh? That was really weird. Mm. I mean, we'll park that bit at the end for now. Like,
1: yeah, okay. What, oh, I mean, all oh, we can address that. Up uh, to you, mate. Up to you. Do you want to? Do you want to go through the story first? Yeah, just sure. So we sure. know what what happened. So. Kickle
0: hands, young young lad. And he's got a dad. And it's No, no, he's got an uncle. Oh, I forgot that already. <laughs> it's his uncle. Okay. He's got an uncle. <laughs> I've got he's it got a dad. Straight away. I mean he had a dad at some point. Young boy called Peter and his mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and basically there's a swan and no. Uh, so he, he's got an uncle who really wants him to have a rich wife. Yes, it's got his priorities straight. Yeah. <laughs> get yourself a rich wife. So it's like I got this sorted. I know exactly how to get you a rich wife. Pop yourself behind that stove. I'm just going to turn on really hot.
1: I no some, idea why. Give you
0: some white bread and milk. Yeah, that actually the stoking on didn't come back, did it? Doesn't well, it's need just to a be a on. Unnecessary detail. It's just like. Pranking him at the same time, homemade sauna, <laughs> and a farthing in his hand, and it's like right, okay, I'll it's, pop on my yeah. patchy trousers, and he goes off to a rich peasant, a
1: rich peasant. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to get over Adam. You have to that, let that go. That doesn't. That's not a thing. It's an oxymoron. I yeah. know. <laughs> I maybe re- relatively wealthier as mm. to, to Hans and his uncle. Okay, they're like proper peasants, are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, whoa! You both
0: got shoes. <laughs> yeah, um, and he was actually the father of the bride to be was described as a miser. I think.
1: Mm, a mi- yeah, a Which miser.
0: My understanding of miser is uh, like a penny pincher.
1: Yeah, that he's also described thing. as covetous as well. Right. Oh yes, that's true. Mm. So just greedy, just greedy yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, He's done all this. He's set up this situation with hands just so he can truthfully say things which sound appealing. And this is the system. These are the rules (laughs) they've imposed upon themselves. It's like you can can hoodwink people. You can totally Hmm. mislead them. But as long as what you're saying is technically (laughs) correct in some way, it's fine. I think is the gist of this story, isn't it? Yeah,
1: that's absolutely the idea. (laughs) So, I mean, well yeah at no point in the story is a lie told yeah but it kind of is at the same time yeah that's kind of that's the fun that's the joke that's
0: the, that's joke. the fun we're all having oh,
1: brilliant but wait we've we, we've only got halfway through yeah so yeah, yeah. he says you know do you want to marry my nephew Hans? and the 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 miser says well how is it to his means yeah what have you, what have you got for me
0: yeah and uh he's so he's like he's got uh what was it he's got a ...warm
1: place to stay or something? Ah, he says he's got a nice, snug berth. That's so the so that's why he put the stove on. on. Yeah, got it. Go. Bit of money in hand. Yeah, got the farthing. Plenty of bread to break.
0: Oh, and he did break the bread into the milk, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Exactly. The milk
0: wasn't necessary.
1: <laughs> and besides that, he has as many patches as I have.
0: And he's got the uh, yeah. accompanying number of patches on his coat.
1: Yeah, so he says he's got as many patches as I have... Then he slaps his his patches on his trousers. Yeah,
0: so the woman and her dad are sat there thinking, oh, he's got loads of areas of land. He's yeah. thinking, ha, 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 it just means patches on his
1: <laughs> clothes. Yeah. Brilliant. And then he says, you know, if you come home with me, you'll see that it is so. Um, and then the miser's like, sounds good to me. Doesn't matter. Let's just get them married. And then, yeah, and then they get married. Yeah. And then they go off... The 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 newlyweds Then yeah. the same day They go off for a little stroll In the country <laughs> There's just the two of them Hand in hand Yeah Lovely
0: <laughs> And he's going ceremony.
1: I own this patch This patch <laughs> This patch yeah.
0: Meanwhile he's tapping his patch On his coat like Yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically not lying to you, <laughs> to you. <laughs> Suck on that <laughs> 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 <I>
1: mean, <laughs> Exactly
0: <laughs> Suck on that Bread and milk Yeah <laughs> And um And then you just said a load of stuff to me. I don't even know what that was. I can't remember it. You had glass slippers on or something and they didn't smash. And your coat was made of cobwebs. I think that's what I remember. So I said,
1: were you indeed at the wedding? (laughs) You took it to me. I don't know. I don't know who's saying anything at this point. Someone said that. (laughs) Who said that? And then I think you're meant to say that to me.
0: Oh, right. I'm sorry. So do you want to say that to me? Uh, Oh, were you indeed at the wedding?
1: Yes, Adam, indeed I was there, <laughs> and in full dress. My headdress was of snow. Of course. But then the sun came out and it was melted. Oh, no. I know, I know. It was a nightmare. You must have looked to right, Plunker. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, but that's not the worst of it, mate. Oh, no. Oh, my, coat, my coat was of cobwebs. Oh. And uh, I had to pass by some thorns, which tore it off me. Whoops. I know. So now I'm coatless and headdressless, but worst of all, Adam, my shoes were of glass. Yeah, oh. got these new For shoes. Stupid lovely. mistake, if you ask me. But <laughs> well, you, you should have seen them. <laughs> i bet they look good. <laughs> but I pushed against a stone, and they said clink and broke into. Wow. And that's that's the end of the story. <laughs> that's so unnecessary. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. <laughs> so I think okay. So I think what that is saying is. Yeah, I think you're meant to be saying, the listener of the story says, were you <laughs> indeed at the wedding? So I'm telling you this story about yeah, this beautiful yeah. wedding where this girl's been tricked into. Then you say, "Oh, were you, were you at the wedding? You're yeah. just so excited by my storytelling. Yeah. I was hoping you would just spontaneously say that. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really right. annoyed it's at okay. myself that I didn't. No, don't worry about it. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, it, I think the idea is, it's like I'm saying, there wasn't a wedding, you idiot, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was there, and I had a full outfit oh, on. Oh, that was sarcastic. Yeah, I think so. So right. it's saying, yeah, yeah, I was there, I had a full outfit on, I had this amazing headdress, but oh, it was made of snow, and it melted, and I had a co- coat of cobweb, so they've gone, and then my shoes right. broke. That's why you couldn't tell that I was there, but I was. Oh, I see. I have looked and looked and looked, and I cannot <laughs> find any... Analysis on any of part of this story anywhere in the world, oh. but um, that I'm pretty sure it's saying, yeah, it's like a wink. It's like, oh yeah, there was a wedding. Yeah, I I was I all see. dressed up.
0: It's I think slightly that's the idea passive aggressive. If that really is <laughs> like being sarcastic and saying, yeah, there was a <sighs> wedding.
1: I did like, come on, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> but I mean, okay. Most excitingly, Adam, we need to we need to talk about this. Hans got married. Hans got married. Hans got married. Now, okay,
0: okay, right. The, the story of Hans, part one. What well, we think is part one. He's he's coming home from working and some yeah. apprenticing somewhere. He takes all the stuff. and ends up dropping a millstone in a pond and going home to his mum. Mm-hmm. In the next instalment, he's with his mum still. Yeah, and he's he's uh, he quite likes this lady, but he's trying to basically like. Just milk her dry of all her possessions.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she never became his bride. No, because he totally,
0: totally blew it. He messed it up with Gretel. Totally totally blew
1: it. it. So
0: now we find him not with his mum, but with an uncle. Yeah? How did that happen?
1: Oh, there's room there for another story. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Spin-off series. It's like Star Wars or something, isn't it? Hans's uncle. It's like, do, do, isn't
0: Rogue One like slotted in there, like in between two other stories? That's basically what this is like. Don't try and talk about
1: Star Wars, Adam. <laughs> you're out of your depth. <laughs> Don't do it. I thought I was doing really well. No, you're right though. Yeah, but here we go. He yep. gets
0: married. Finally married. Can, wedding bells. It, ha-
1: it, actually, it actually happened. Happen. actually happened although
0: according to that sarcastic person at the end of the story it didn't happen so
1: who might that's ever? the thing right so it's a fairy tale yeah mm. so this is the saga of hands this is the sort of final bet he's got <laughs> married but as we have discovered with fairy tales where is our happily ever after Adam mm. where is and it was all lovely lovely la 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 no it's always something dark someone yeah. dies or you're told, oh, maybe it's a joke. Who knows? Yeah. that's.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a bit of a gut punch, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's a it bit is. disappointing.
1: But it's me- it's messing with us. I quite like it. It really is messing with us. But yeah, I mean, Hans, he was lucky. He was clever. He was married.
0: And I love the fact that he had to get married through some ludicrous duplicity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's mental? <laughs> I think she's going to find out pretty soon, mate. That you're just tapping your legs, and you don't actually live anywhere. You're just tapping your legs. <laughs> A homeless man tapping his legs. It's like no. I I spotted you yesterday. I, I the games. Are, I know exactly what you're doing. No, no, no. You don't understand. I got patches. You, yeah, you're referring to the patches in your clothes. No, but <laughs> no, but I've got patches. <laughs> it's like big ones yeah, and yeah, small ones. I get it. Oh, okay, I'm so. leaving you.
1: So, Hans Heiratet, uh, which I believe is what it's called in German, Hans Married. Mm-hmm first appeared in the collection in 1819, in the second edition of Tales. Now, the Grimm's in their notes have a few things to say on this. They say that the story is from Pretorius's Wunschelruth, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's where they got the story from. And they continue, the question, did you also go to the wedding? And the answer to it is added from oral tradition. Such jests are often used as conclusions to the stories when they fit them. So, just to break that down, so the first part is they're telling us where they got this story from. They say it was a guy called Pretorius. Now, I've had a little look. Pretorius was an intellectual guy from 17th century Leipzig. And the Grimms, basically they, yeah, they lifted this story from a work of his from 1667 the name of which I'm not going to try and pronounce again. Okay. But just to get the idea. Now, I believe in Pretorius' original version, he ended it with a warning against gullibility. Ah, interesting. Kind of like you were saying, you know, it's, you know, she's being fooled. She's being tricked into the yeah. marriage. And then I thought that was quite interesting because because we see that a lot in the the old versions of the stories. If the Grimms collect them from the Middle Ages or the Renaissance time, they sort of add morals or they're like educational tales yeah and it's it's kind of like when middle class writers get their hands on these sort of folk tales that the people tell each other yeah they kind of then use them to like press their values on the people or like or they just turn them into an educational tool yeah of course yeah which is something as well that the grimms are often accused of doing but here again we see that they didn't do that they Mm. uh They just leave it as the fun little anecdotal story. I think we looked into this in Clever Gretel a bit. Yes. So that's where it came from. Um, As regards the ending, they say that they added the ending on. So that isn't from the original source. They tacked Uh that on from the oral tradition. As we saw recently with the ending of Fundefogel. Yes. What was that ending again? I think it was... If they're not dead, oh, they they're it. still alive.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, you can't fool the logic. No. Um, so this is like another traditional ending that mm-hmm. they said can be used if it fits or something. Yeah, uh, something so like they, they
1: said such jests are often used as conclusions to the story when they fit them. So yeah. And as we've seen, the Grimms do that as well, which I guess, you know, in a way, they're replicating what happens in the oral tradition. Yeah. So they, they will just take things that they hear from sort of world of folklore and then they'll just add them into their stories because for the grims you know they, they are like beautiful parts of the folk world so it's it's okay to do that you know obviously now if you're recording folklore you wouldn't just add bits on because you think it yeah. yeah that should go there yeah and again interestingly you know speaking of funde vogel episode it's a bit like the ending of uh, baba yaga i thought the beer ran down my moustache, but yes. it didn't go in my mouth. A mysterious narrator just pops in at the end, yeah. So it's kind of like jokingly closing the story and kind of bringing, bringing us back, back in the room. the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's
1: interesting. That's what the Grims are giving us. It's a funny little story, isn't it? That's all, that's all I got for you, man. I think it's, uh, if you're ready, it's time for the scores. Already? Wow. Ready. I guess it's that time, isn't it? It's like the old days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Short sweet <laughs> to the point. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Once you understood it. Yeah. It sort of was just... It was mental in a
1: really kind of punk way. <laughs> oh, punk. I like that. I think that is a yeah. good word for it. Yeah. It's punk.
0: It is kind of punk, isn't Grimms it? Grims go punk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It's funny, you know, it's meant to be funny. Yeah. Right, I think that's the idea. A bit like Clever Hands. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't immediately <laughs> obvious. <laughs> no,
0: that was, that was more painful for me. Yeah. Whereas this one, I mean, I was lost through most of it. But I, yeah, I'm trying to score these on instinct, I think. And instinct tells mm. me I
1: enjoyed that. So, Hands in Luck. You gave it a six. I gave it a 6.5. That's the first mm. ever story we read wow. on Grim Reading. Clever Hands, you gave it a 6.5 and I gave it a five. So you gave okay. Hands In Luck six and Clever Hands 6.5. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So does that affect your score here, do you think?
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> were you about to give it a nine?
0: <laughs> no, not quite that high but I was going to go higher than a 6.5, and I'm not okay. going to anymore. Oh, no. Why not? <laughs> don't be sad. <laughs> don't don't try and guilt trip me. I am going to give this
1: a 6. A 6. Okay.
0: What often happens when you score a story mm-hmm. is you might score it in relation to other stories we've recently done. Mm-hmm. But I think in this instance I can kind of score it in relation to mm-hmm. the previous hand stories hmm if mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I, I was go- I was thinking a seven in relation to some of the other ones we've recently read it felt about right but in relation to those previous scores I gave it doesn't mm. feel right because it's not better than hands and luck I don't think as our scoring
1: system falling apart basically yeah. seems Oh, no. (laughs) That's Han's final gift to us as we end the Han saga.
0: I don't know how much trust the listeners have in our scoring (laughs) system anyway. I think they just tolerate it. It's binding. It's binding. It's official. It's legally binding, yeah. (laughs)
1: They're going to publish all future Brothers Grimm books with these scores included. The Grimm reading score. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so You you get what I'm saying,
0: right? In relation to those Hmm. two stories and their scores, it feels Six
1: feels about right. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, but obviously your your scores are different to mine. Your scores went up and mine mine are descending. So I know it can be confusing talking about scores on the podcast. So just to keep it really simple, I gave hands in luck 6.5 and I gave clever hands 5. So I'm okay. thinking personally that this would suit a six. So point higher than clever hands, but not point five. Less than hands in luck, which I think that kind of has right. a special place in the podcast just because it was the yeah. first oh, one does, I ever. Did. It really does, yeah. Um, but I really liked it. I think it was, you know, watching your reaction was like the first time I read that before we recorded and right. I was just <laughs> like, what on earth is going on here? Um, but you know, once you kind of understand that the last part's meant to be a joke that perhaps, you know, yeah, doesn't translate to. 21st century England <laughs>
0: yeah yeah when
1: you get it it kind of it's more fun and I you know you said she's being tricked into marrying him but in a way it's kind of a fun little device to say oh that patch is mine that patch is mine while tapping your smock yeah yeah that's quite you know it's quite fun <laughs> it is fun um, and I'm so happy that Hans tricked his way into marriage well, yeah, I'm good. happy he got married maybe I yeah, should yeah, say yeah 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 yeah. so uh, I, I feel it's a wonderful sort of end to the saga of Hans it kind of uh, ties it up nicely from the very beginning. And it's, it's nice because this is our penultimate episode of the series. So we kind of closing that story. Yeah. It's a lovely feeling. Um, closing the final chapter of Hands. Yeah. It's a big moment. It is. I mean, obviously, we talked last, um, last week in Clever Hands that there are more Hands stories. And actually, I have to say, if I'm totally honest, kind of getting ready for uh, reading the story to you tonight, I did spot. That there is a, another Hands story that has been erased from the collection. <gasps> it's called Simple Hands, <gasps> aka Hands Dum. And incredibly, it occurred to me that both Maria Tatar and Jack Zipes both mentioned Simple Hands in our interview episodes. Really? Yeah. That
0: just kind of off the cuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just sort of like buried in there, but it was mentioned. So we actually have another hands story that's been erased. Wow! Simple hands. Now I didn't have time to get it ready for tonight, but uh, just know that it's there. Okay. Well, but I hope we'll be hearing from Simple Hands because yeah, you can't just tell me that story exists and then I never <laughs> find out about it. Well, I, yeah, and I, 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 but I kind of feel like this hands story has come to a close. I feel like yeah, yeah, we've got new hands in the future.
0: Yeah, this is like.
1: Going back to Star Wars, it's like prequels and sequels and stuff. I told it? you, Adam, stop talking about Star <laughs> oh, Wars. but I
0: want to. <laughs>
1: I can do it. I think I it was in it. the Fables episode we talked about the Prime Minister of Space. <laughs> so, uh, it's best left alone. I think
0: I nailed it. <laughs>
1: So we're we're kind of in a bit of an unusual position here, so this is our penultimate episode of the series. We've got one final episode to go, which is going to be Snow White. Exciting. Very exciting. So this was actually our second patron chosen story in a row. Normally it's at once every four stories, but we've done two in a row here There's a little uh, treat for the end of the series. So what that means is we're at the end of our cycle of stories. So at the end of this episode, Adam is going to pick the first three stories we'll be hearing when we return for series four of the podcast oh, towards right, the end of exciting, the year. that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Series four. Series four. And we're also going to launch another Patreon poll for the fourth story of series four, which should kind of keep everything present and correct.
0: Perfect. Just a bit Sounds of admin. Like a plan. Trying to figure yeah. out the
1: admin. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got it figured out. But uh, before we do all that, this seemed like quite a good opportunity to read out a bunch of listener messages that we've been accruing. Perfect. So first of all, as mentioned, this was a Patreon chosen story. So how it works is we pit two stories against each other and all of our patrons get to choose which one is the fourth story. So on this one, on Hands Married, we had a f- quite a few comments as to why people chose Hans Married over the little peasant, which was the other story that was uh, up for grabs. So uh, just a few of the comments. First of all, Sonia, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, she wrote, definitely Hans Married. I need to know more. I mean, is it the same Hands as Clever Hands? Did he marry Clever Elsie? Is Hans in luck once more? Ugh. Good questions. Good questions. good questions.
0: All answered as well. I think they are, yeah. (laughs) He didn't marry clever Elsie. Oh, did he? Oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) I can just... I can do that real quick. Yes,
1: no, yes. There we go. (laughs) Okay, done. (laughs) There you go. Got your answers. We had another message from uh, Michael. He said, Coming up on 38 years of marriage, and I just got to see how Hans fares. Wow. Wow. Well, I think... I can confidently say you're doing
0: much better than Hans does because I don't think with that approach he's going to make 38 years of marriage. Yes. I don't think he's going to make 38 days of marriage. If you want a second opinion I
1: agree with what he said.
0: (laughs) There we go. Seconded
1: and motion is (laughs) passed. Uh, So thank you for that Michael and uh, finally we had a message from Joan. She said uh, Hans married. So she's voting for Hans married because I'm hoping for a and they lived happily ever after ending oh. So is Joan I mean, going to be happy with that? We
0: don't know But I think we can quite confidently say no Well you got an
1: ending where a glass shoe Went clink and broke The yeah. end Is that a happy so, ending?
0: Yeah I, I don't mean, know
1: It's an ending of sorts I suppose <laughs> I was happy with that ending I was happy with that Yeah. But yeah so there was some quite passionate responses About uh, Hans Married there Oh it's fantastic. Which if I remember correctly, roundly beat the little peasant.
0: Yeah, it was very popular and it wasn't even close. And I think people were just so invested in the arc <laughs> of hands that they had to you know when you finish an episode of something and you just have yeah. to watch the next episode. Yeah. It was that. It was Absolutely. that Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. People, people were hooked, so I don't blame them. It's compulsive listening. <laughs> oh well it certainly <laughs> is. <laughs> Uh, but you know we might see the little peasant uh at the beginning of series four. We'll find we'll find out shortly. I'm keeping keeping people hooked, Adam. Oh that is excellent. We're gonna podcasting be hearing that. Adam's <laughs> choices for the start of series four. Coming Stay up. tuned. <laughs> coming up coming up on the podcast after the break.
0: <laughs> but first, we're gonna read some more messages from our lovely listeners. So the first message to kick it off then is from Kylie on the subject of roosters. So in the in the recent episode of the Three Sons of Fortune, we talked a bit about roosters and it's quite an integral part of the story as to uh, when roosters crow, when they don't crow. Um, it was very <laughs> confusing. Uh, Matt and I were sort of pontificating as to whether or not roosters uh, crow at sort of the crack of dawn whether they really would crow at sort of specific intervals during yeah, was night. Yeah, two,
1: four, and six in the story. It's the quite specific. Crowed, yeah, very specific <laughs> intervals. So
0: on that subject, Kylie says, had to laugh at the idea that the rooster would crow at set times. In my experience, they crow multiple times during the day, and it seems so affected by environmental changes. In Australia, those changes can happen very randomly, so the roosters are rarely good timepieces. But at the moment, I live next to a high school with a rooster who got used to crying every hour when the bell goes off. Wow, so no. much so that it does it in the holidays as well, even though oh. the bell is turned off. I'm thinking that I should take it on an island trip when international borders open. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I yeah, think
1: that's a good plan. That sounds quite painful.
0: I mean, what, yeah, effectively what they've done is they've sort of, in a Pavlovian way, like trained a rooster yeah. to to like chime on the hour every hour. That's that's a useful rooster,
1: that is, So even when the school bell isn't going, in yeah, it still yeah, it still grows every hour. Wow! But that's why we like going into the weird world of the Brothers Grimm because <laughs> you can go to a weird island and make your fortune off of it.
0: Absolutely. And be sure
1: of the rooster. Brilliant. They're, they're going to love that rooster. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, when borders open, good luck with that. Let us know how that pans out. yeah. yeah. Keep, keep us posted. <laughs> and thanks for the message. Yeah, thank you for the lovely message. And we also
0: got uh, a really great message from Jonathan. He's got some exciting information on the fisherman and his wife. Ooh. Another recent story. He says, dear Matt and Adam,
1: or Adam and Matt. Uh, Matt and Adam Alphabetical, (laughs) alphabetical Uh,
0: I'm always looking forward to your podcast It is my absolute favourite podcast And I want to say thanks to you Uh, You're very welcome Yeah, you're very Uh, welcome There are many towns in the north of Germany Which claim to be the one Where the fisherman and his wife is from Whoa In the town where I grew up There is a fountain With the fisherman sitting at the edge of it And the fish is sitting in the middle There is a tradition that when you finish school, you and your classmates go and take a bath in it. The different schools even give the certifications on different days so each school can have a bath in the fountain and it isn't too crowded. You can't imagine how drunk it was. I mean, what, what level of education are we talking here? Is that if this is like end of primary school, you're sort of 11 year olds are getting drunk, bathing in the fountain. Wow. Well, it's North Germany, so. That's <laughs> anything
1: goes. Um, wow. That's fantastic. That's incredible. So if I'm not very much mistaken there, Adam, what we're saying is lots of towns in a certain part of the north of... We don't know where. He didn't say the town. Maybe if you could let us know, actually, Jonathan, which town you're from, that would be really interesting. Because he's saying...
0: I think Jonathan is from Hamburg uh, in Germany, but we're not clear if that is where he's
1: referring to. So basically... In certain part of the north of Germany, lots of different towns claim that it's where the fisherman and his wife is from. Yeah. And Jonathan's town has a statue of a fish and the fisherman uh, well, it's like a fountain, right? And then yeah. when you finish school, you jump in the fountain. And it's such a tradition that different schools give out the exam results or whatever on different days. So all the school kids jump in the fountain on different yeah, days. Yeah, specifically to give them a chance to do that. Wow. And he was incredibly drunk. Wow. What a message. There's so much in that. That's so much. We need more information, though. I want to know which town <laughs> this is. <laughs> yeah. And how old you were. And <laughs> um, <laughs> what,
0: what's the drinking legal? Just checking it's all above board. <laughs> For your own good.
1: <laughs> but thank you very wow. much. What
0: a, what a great message. Yeah, thanks so much.
1: Well, we've got a few more messages now on the long-lost subject of Miller's. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so this cropped up fairly early on in the podcast, didn't it? It did. Miller's Miller's getting a bad rep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's that's the thing. So Miller's have been quite quiet for a while now on Grim Reading. Mm-hmm. They've been keeping a low profile. Um, so we've had a couple of messages about Miller's and we've been sort of waiting for a really reprehensible Miller's tale to then read these messages. But no Miller appeared in yeah. Series 3. Can you we believe it? Them?
0: Not at all. No, Not a single Miller. Shocking.
1: They're in a lot of trouble, clearly. But it's, ti- it's time to talk Miller's again, finally. It's Miller time. It's Miller time. So we got a message here from, a very enlightening message here from Susan Jones, who said, Hi guys, loving the podcast. I read many of these tales when I was a kid, and I read everything I could lay my hands on, so I wasn't surprised at how dark some of the stories get. I had forgotten how bonkers many of them are, though. Miller's something about them tweaked a vague memory i have probably from a rare appearance at a chaucer lecture at university the lecturer this is in brackets the lecturer was a churchman who was very scary if you were late and had somehow got the idea that i knew latin and would look at me expectantly when he said things in latin i do not know latin <laughs> <laughs> that would confuse me if that happened to me. I did a quick Google after one of your Mean Miller episodes but couldn't find confirmation so I might be approaching history in a way Totalis Rankium would recognise, but here is what I think I remember. Ah, excellent. Every community needed a mill nearby as flour was a staple and hand grinding was very labour intensive. It tended to result in a poor grind, coarse and containing small fragments of rocks from the millstone. Most people would take their grain to the miller to get it ground and pay him with a portion of the flour. The miller had a monopoly and as a consequence he had many opportunities to take advantage of this by taking more than he should. The ordinary villagers had no way of proving this or doing anything about it as there was nowhere else they could go. The miller was usually one of the more wealthy people in the district and much resentment was directed at him. So. The character of the miller became shorthand for someone who would exploit the poor. This is my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Cheers, Susan. Cheers, Susan. Um, (laughs) I like that theory. It's fascinating, isn't it?
0: It's really fascinating. So, Susan's
1: suggesting that millers, actually, there is an idea that millers are bad. It's not just us. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to feel like we
0: might sort of recognise something off our own backs and be right about these mean millers. (laughs) yeah um very gratifying i mean we specifically noticed that they were very um sort of laissez-faire with their daughters yes (laughs) that's uh, true specifically but i guess if you're going to be mean about villagers flower there's no reason that sort of mean spiritedness wouldn't extend
1: to your own family exactly exactly but i also think we have seen sort of greedy unpleasant potentially murderous Hmm. self-interested millers a lot yeah so i think what susan's saying is that she has a vague memory of this from a lecture she had at university yeah that's really interesting so this is potentially (laughs) very much something we can confirm right that because uh, millers in the community kind of had a monopoly on flour, they could take advantage of people so it became and shorthand for exploiting. stockpile other people's flour. Yeah. Wow. I like this. I, li- I like that we have historical backing yeah. for how cruel we are to Millers. Yeah, stick it to the Millers. Nice. Thanks so much, Susan, for that. That's yeah, great. That's great. Well, and finally, we had one other message uh, on the subject of Millers. <laughs> 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 what is this podcast? <laughs> it's a podcast about Millers. What, what, what do you want? Podcast about millers. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so, we had a message here from Elizabeth. She said, uh, I'm binge listening, grim reading, and loving it. Thank you very much. In doing my family tree, I found a Johann George, Germantown, Miller, or M- Muller, Muller, from 1680 in Rhineland Pfalz, F- Germany. I literally said out loud, "No, not a Miller." <laughs> no,
0: not a Miller.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine that moment. Still trying to find out what happened to all his daughters. I drive many many hours during the week. This podcast keeps me laughing, learning, and maybe most importantly, awake. Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is the most important.
1: <laughs> no, that Definitely is stay if you're driving, that's very important. Yeah, so I'm glad we can help with that. <laughs> yeah, normally I feel like we get messages that we help people fall asleep, so it's nice know, to hear yes. <laughs> that we're kind of stimulating. have the opposite, literally
0: the opposite <laughs> effect
1: with yeah. other people, so that's great. So I'm sorry to hear that, um, Elizabeth, that you have a miller in your family tree. Yeah, Even if it that's, was about that is bad news. 500 years ago. Yeah, it still hurts there when you find
0: out. That's true, yeah. Ah, I'm really sorry to hear
1: that. But. Line of millers, that's
0: a shame, isn't it?
1: It is a shame, but um, just just keep it to
0: yourself, if anyone has Yeah, asks. we'll try not to hold it against you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Finally, when it comes to messages, we've received a lovely message from Maria Lungo. She says, Dear Grim Reading, brackets, Matthew, Adam, and whoever else might be involved. It's just us. Really, it's just us. (laughs) It's just us almost. Two-man team. I just wanted to say thank you for a phenomenal podcast. It has been a pleasure to listen to in recent months and a much-needed reprieve from the hardships my family has encountered. I am the oldest of 10 children. There's me, Nicola, Richard, Elena, Gianpaolo, Lydia, Luisa, Nina, Luca, and Angelo. And I began telling my brothers and sisters stories several years ago. At first, the stories would be used as a reward or to help them be patient during long car rides, but over time, they developed into something else. The family hit some financial hard times during my high school days. Our dad lost his job, and we lost our youngest brother, Angelo. And I would make up stories as explanations, or a teaching tool, or a distraction. Most of the kids were still very young at that point. I was able to attend university, but the bank had to repossess our house during my first year there. My parents and siblings had to relocate several states over to Texas, but I had to remain at school to finish my program and keep the scholarships I had earned there. I couldn't visit as often as anyone liked due to monetary and time constraints, and because I often needed to study, it was difficult to find much time at all to speak over the phone. That said, stories continued to be one of the most accessible, affordable, and effective ways of loving my family well. They didn't cost a penny. They just needed a bit of thinking and a few minutes to tell, and they were often things that the children's minds clung to for months afterward. And when I found, a book of grim fairy tales the 1812 edition in a bookstore one day I began using that as well I would select a random story from the book and similar to what you do on the podcast would read it to my siblings who would make faces and laugh and have a good time with them sometimes they would even act out the stories as I read the goofballs I graduated and spent my first year out of school teaching in New York City that was this past year but wound up returning to my family home early due to coronavirus. I finished the year teaching remotely from there. This past summer was when I discovered your podcast by wonderful accident. I immediately shared it with my siblings, and we all had a good laugh. With you, not (laughs) at you, of course. (laughs) I have since moved out on my own again to start working, which has been tough for my parents and siblings. So I've been listening to different episodes from your podcast while in the car, or cleaning, or doing little things. Your explanations, research, and attention to detail is much appreciated. What's that for Vivaldi's summer from the Four Seasons that you chose as Mm. interlude music for Mother Hole because of the Four Seasons illusion in the story? Ah, quite possibly. I also found a few of Maria Tatar's books in our local library, which I'm eager to dig into. All in all, it's been a good time, and things are finally starting to look up again. I'm sorry for the long-winded message, I don't mean to ramble or share a substory to make you feel sad. I just wanted to let you know that your show means a great deal to me and several young hearts whom I care for deeply. I love to love my siblings, and you make doing so that much easier. Mm. Thank you so much. We've never quite had a message like that.
1: Um, Wow, that's amazing. Thank you very much much, for writing in. And I don't think we could ever imagine that we provide support like that and the fact that no exactly to hear that we do is is amazing and um, you are more than welcome and we're just happy to have you as a listener and um, I'm so happy things are looking up it sounds like which is great
0: yeah that's that's good news we're glad to hear that and um, what a beautiful uh, message yeah and thank you for listening (laughs) and supporting the podcast absolutely
1: on the the question of uh, Vivaldi there um yeah. yeah, that was Vivaldi's The Four Seasons, well spotted. But it was winter, not summer. Yeah. With its mother Hole making her bed. But it's it's nice to hear someone uh, noticing uh, the deep attention we put to the music <laughs> choices as well. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, there's some real attention oh, to detail yes. there. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> and actually, someone else messaged us asking if we have a Spotify playlist of the music we use. We don't at the moment, but I'm very much planning to get that done ASAP, because I think that'd be quite cool. Excellent. That'd be really cool. A collection of the music.
0: I don't know if this is a controversial statement, but I think of Vivaldi's four seasons, mm-hmm. I think winter's my
1: favourite. I think you're onto something there. It's, it's a fantastic piece of music. Well, it's spring music. or winter. I mean, anyone who knows the Vivaldi yeah. will know <laughs> that it's spring or winter. It's, it's always Come spring on. or winter,
0: yeah. Um, and those are my favourite two seasons anyway, so it all links up perfectly
1: synergy synergy (laughs) my friend wow thank you so much maria that's um that's an amazing message and it really touched us both it did it did
0: more than we can say in our (laughs) silly words but we are
1: really grateful so thank you very much yeah thank you very much and thank you thank you to everyone who's messaged us um sorry if it takes us forever to respond um We're a bit useless with that, but we we do see everything and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: I also wanted to say thank you to uh, listener Kitty Kong, who I think it was last year now. She sent us a comic book of Grimm's tales. Yes. That was absolutely beautiful. I think I'm hogging it at the moment. You are. But, uh, but yeah. when, when we come out of lockdown,
0: maybe I'll get to see that. Sure.
1: <laughs> we're like parents. <laughs> <flit> <laughs> it's my weekend. <laughs> With the grim comic. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it feels like that's the end of the episode. But it's not. It's not because, do you remember, we kept everyone, you know, yeah. kept them hooked. And now we're going to reel them in. So it's now time for Adam to pick the first... Three Brothers Grimm stories we'll be reading in series four of the podcast, which will be coming out later this year. Don't panic. We've got one more episode of series three, Snow White, coming soon. But we're just getting them all ready early. Yes. And then after Adam's picked those, we're going to launch the next Patreon poll. Exactly. And that will line up the first four stories of series four
0: come the uh, the autumn slash fall Slash whatever you call it. And that is Northern Hemisphere specific, isn't it? I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, what What are we going to hear, Adam? So,
0: the first episode of Series 4 is going to be, and this is a great moment, Matt has no idea what I'm going to say, although I have to say with Volume 1, the list of stories that we are picking from is getting shorter and shorter.
1: Yeah, it really is. First episode, Series 4, is going to be Our Lady's Child. Ooh, exciting. Mm. Now, if I know my Grim, I'd say that is, is that like story number three on the list? It's right at the top. I think look. it might be. Let me have a little look. Yeah, it is. Oh, look at that. Full marks. Perfect. Yeah, yeah number well three. Done. Okay, cool. Looking forward to that. The second story of
0: Series 4 we're going to hear is... The Three Feathers. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> the Three Feathers, come on. Oh, What are those feathers going to be getting out I can't wait to
1: There's honey involved.
0: <laughs> Knowing the Grims, there probably will be. Uh, and then that leads us on to the third episode of Series 4, which is going to be The Good Bargain. Now that Was featured in a poll I -hmm. think I think that was one of my picks That got beaten by One of Matt's picks So Yeah I'm just shoving it in there anyway Do it
1: man Do it The good bargain So That is Our Lady's Child The Three Feathers And The Good Bargain Yep Those are your one Two Three Those are the first three
0: episodes But now We're gonna Announce the poll To choose the Fourth Story Of Series 4 So Mm. Your two choices, and this is for, just to remind people, this is for uh, patrons. Uh, anyone who's a patron from $1 a month upwards gets to vote in this poll. So if you're not already and you'd like to choose between these, please do so. So, the choices are the two brothers or the little peasant. So that's the little peasant or the two brothers. What?
1: The, the little peasant? Yeah. Ding dong, <laughs> you telling me the story that lost two clever ha- uh no, what was it, hands married? <laughs> it might have made an appearance. That's exciting, isn't it? That is, that is, wow. I mean, never a dull moment on the podcast, <laughs> no, that could be controversial. everybody on the edge of their seat. What suit. does it mean? To <laughs> the loser is back. There's no way to talk about me
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Wow It's exciting So Yeah So um, Yeah Patrons The poll will be live uh, uh, The day after this episode comes out And uh, You are free to vote on The two brothers Or the little peasant Well It's been a lovely wedding It's been beautiful Your shoes Are incredible Thank you very much You noticed,
0: <laughs> and I love. I mean, your head headdress looks a little bit different to what it did earlier. But yeah, it? no,
1: it's part of the design. Yeah, yeah I, see. Yeah, it's I quite, see. It's quite. It's actually quite hot out That's here. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 So watch out Thank for that you. thorn, by the way. Uh, yes. Just be careful. Yeah, I know. I mean, I probably should have brought a spare pair of clothes because uh, this could go very wrong. So I should probably oh, leave th- before it does. I think you does. probably
0: should. Before you do though by the way I've got lots of patches I've got lots oh, of yeah. patches Oh you're a rich boy. <laughs> he doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm tapping my smock. <laughs> the fool Oh dear Well I think we should uh, yeah. We should both shoot yeah. <laughs> from, from this wedding
1: that neither of us are invited to In taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That never took place yeah. Well, it's been a, it's been a delightful fictional wedding, and um, it really has. Uh, it was it's a nice kind of uh, sort of relaxing penultimate episode before we uh, we finish things off with Snow White. Snow White. Snow Be Snow White. White. Yeah. Very excited for that. Oh, so yeah, I will. Uh, I'll catch you then. Yeah. See you then. Keep it grim. Keep it grim. Bye.
0: Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash grimreading to find out how, and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook at grimreading. You can find us on podbean podbean.com slash grimreading, and we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. The grid.